Welcome to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. In this episode, I speak with Freedom Rain from the Stereo app. We discuss the history of the Black Panther Party in celebration of Black History Month. I hope you enjoy the podcast. It's a five-part series, so please do check out all the different parts. And if you dig what I'm doing, picking up what I'm throwing down, please share with friends and on social media. Peace out. Yep. And then here's a quote from an interview with Bobby Seale in 1996. They came down on us because we had a grassroots, real people's revolution, complete with the programs, complete with the unity, complete with the working conditions, coalitions. We were crossing racial lines, that synergistic statement of all power to all the people mm -hmm. down with the racist down with the racist pig power structure yeah. <laughs> we were not talking about the average white person we were talking about the corporate money rich and the racist jive politicians and the lackeys as we used to call them for the government who perpetuates all this exploitation and racism bam mm, mm, mm. og bobby seal i had the honor of meeting out here in oakland at laney college which is a community college, but it's actually where the Panthers between there and Merritt did a lot of their organizing. And he's still, he's one of the few ones that are still alive. And, and I think uh, he still maintains a lot of his self-respect. He didn't kind of, you know, we got to talk about, you know, the tragedies that happened with, you know, Isaac Newton, I mean, Isaac Newton, with Huey Newton out here. Um, yeah. So it's great. It's, it's really good. He's 85 now, I think. So it's still good seeing the OG doing his thing around, you know, the Bay Area and stuff. But you know, it's really hard, especially somebody in the black community today, seeing where we are um, and just feel like. I don't know. Like he, he You know, what trips mm -hmm. I was just going to say, you know, what trips me out is like we've we came so far, then we've been smacked back into submission and, you know, be, yeah. good behavior, whatever, uh, not standing up for ourselves. And then BLM happens. A couple stores get torched and people are like up in arms. Like, who, really? Over a target that was fully insured that's, and everything? Like, really? Point. Yeah. Because you want to know, you want to know what the, what the, what the, what the, uh, they had some beautiful songs, some hymns. The Black oh, Panthers. Yeah. You want to hear one? Yeah. You want to hear yeah, one? Absolutely. Go ahead. All power to the people. Death to the pigs. <laughs> so like, yeah. So BLM's being pretty tame, y'all. Chill out, right? Right, right. Uh, well, and I think, again, like when we talked about the 10-point program, number seven is like, this has been a demand since the 60s. And I, of course, wish that um, the everyday person who was just thrown into emotions over what they see on the news, sure, I wish they wish they, they took a step back and we could organize and strategize in a greater form like the Panthers. But honestly, when people are brought out by shock and emotion, I get it. Like, this is... I think people need to really realize the the millennium, the 90s, the 80s, the 70s, the 60s, and really realize how long that these people have been frustrated by that. Oh, GGQ Smooth? Hey, what's up, Freedom Rain? Shout out what's to up, Ann? Another. I like what y'all like doing. Uh, not too much. I like what y'all doing with the Black Panthers. Uh, I'm old school. Thank and, you. And uh, I appreciate all the info. I've read up on it myself and... Uh, they just got a bad rap. Being as being said, uh, what about the uh, FBI looking into these uh, hate groups that's going on now? 
Mm. As far as you know, uh, Proud Boys are uh, still the Ku Klux Klan, all these mm. other anti. But just like you said, they focus on all the black protesters and everything. As uh, what's the word you use? Uh, being mm. uh, detrimental to the to the U.S. Uh, mm-hmm. What was that you said? Something like yeah, yeah. Detrimental to the U.S. society or something like that. Yeah, yeah. right, right. But but what about these these hate groups we got out here now? And couldn't right. they apply well, the same? Couldn't they apply the same oppression that they did to Black Panthers? Mm. Well, you you would think, right? But it's pretty funny yeah. how if it's a bunch of white people, they don't really seem right. to investigate them at all. Pretty funny. <laughs> well, right, 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 right. Well, right. on the Capitol Six, on the January Six Capitol riots, right? We see for the for one of the few times in American history, through the Reconstruction period, through slavery, all of that is white people are kind of getting held accountable. You know, they're facing charges. They're searching video of people getting fired and found at work and arrested and charged. So I think white people are saying that they're getting um, unfair or perhaps more treatment than the Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter uh, protesters who might get a little slap on the wrist. So either way you want to look at it, it's still funny that even if white people are right in saying that they are treated unfairly, unfairly capital versus BLM, this is the first time in America's several hundred year old history that this has been happening to you. So I think you can get some sympathy and understanding, but at the same time, it's like black folks have been dealing with that same feeling for a for really years. long time. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a weird situation. I just read like, an article uh, though. I'm sorry, go ahead, man. No, just like I'm from DC, right? Mm-hmm. And when they when the Black Lives Matter had their march and everything there, mm-hmm. you, you sort of had the uh, National Guard. Of, oh, already on the steps, right? You already on the steps, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now they have, Wait, but now they have fair warning. The, mm. Yeah, they had fair warning about what's going on with the insurrection, but mm. nothing was done about that, you know. Mm-hmm. Not a, not <laughs> a damn not, thing. Not a and damn. A bunch thing, of them yeah. turned out to be. A bunch of them turned out to be uh, military, ex-military, police. Mm. Like a bunch of cops were fired for being there. Um, yeah, but, but you know, but. But I but just Mr. read an article Bo- about it, and most of the people, 90% of the people, were just charged with misdemeanor trespassing. Correct. Mm. Mm. Oh, that's not that's not because they were there, uh, they weren't protesting, they were just uh, a friendly day uh, visiting the Capitol as some of the Congress. <laughs> <Bullshit. laughs> okay. That's, and, and that's All some right. bullshit because you, you know, if the tables were turned, if that was BLM oh, charging the, the White House, which that's what it should have been, it should have been Occupy movement or be, it, Occupy should have done it, damn it, way back, right? <laughs> Occupy had but, potential in the beginning, yeah. But if Occupy or BLM charged the White House, dude, there would have been just the streets would have oh, been yeah. filled with blood, there would have been hundreds of bodies oh, everywhere. Right. Well, I'll on. say this, oh, it, it'd been like a It'd have been like what's it? What what was the uh, thing in China? Uh, what was that? Oh, yeah, Tiananmen Square. Tiananmen, Tiananmen Square. Square. Yeah, it'd have been oh, Tiananmen Square goodness. all over again. <laughs> oh man. Okay, Straight but here's up. the thing: when when I was looking into the Panthers, when I was doing some research, it's actually not in this book, but of course, we got to talk about the sac- the incident in Sacramento at the Capitol, right? And come on now, this is like a Black January six in a sense, because look, well, here they are. The Black Panthers were. Of course, we know that they would have guns to patrol the police and to keep their community safe. The Correct. white people in America got so scared, so they did this this real quick rule that would make it illegal for them to carry those weapons in public. So they went down right. to the state capitol to 
protest this. And what, it, it, and what it ended up being is, of course, they done came up in the grass and then scared Ronald Reagan off the field. And then when they won't go into the Capitol building, like 12 deep with their arms, you know, most of them armed, they end up getting a little mixed up in the hallways and end up walking on the actual floor of the Capitol. So you, now you have armed the black chamber. men walking on the floor of the Capitol, on the chamber. Yeah, absolutely. So what do y'all think about that in contrast to uh, January 6th? And just what's your opinion on that story? Because I've had this super interesting. I think, I think it's dope because we own that building. It's our <laughs> building. It's our government. It's our right. building. So we In just January show, so we 6th, just show... too, you agree with that in the same uh, terms, huh? I kind of do because we just showed up. To, you know, I don't agree with I don't agree with the people that did it, and I don't agree with the reason they did it. That's a whole mm-hmm. different thing, right? But the thing that made, was all thing made, that's, mm. the thing made that's so different to go in there and to, to to smash windows and uh, uh, defecate okay. and whoa, you know, defecate on walls and you know Jeez, just uh, and set set up a set up a a, a, a hanging gallery. <laughs> Come on, right, man. right. Because the brothers didn't do that in Sacramento. They went in respectfully, they but with came guns. Came in strapped. Yeah. How is it respectful to come in on the floor with straps? Well, well, as respectful as you can be when you're saying "fuck you," your community, "fuck yeah, you," and your stupid rules. But you know, you what, know I mean? what? To be fair, the reason I think the the Panthers get it can get away with that is because they were specifically protesting the. Um, injunction on right. their right to bear arms so in that sense right. it wasn't it, it was a calculated kind of it was uh, very calculated. Mm-hmm. and it was it was brilliant right really it might have been the deathbed of them i mean they mm-hmm. they would have gotten on the fbi's radar sooner or later but oh, the, yeah. all the pre- oh, yeah, all the press definitely. was there to talk to reagan right so they ended up getting interviewed by all the <laughs> national press right there and again what a lot of these angry protesters i get it you stirred something caused you to come out to the streets i respect you for that but it's not the same as the OGs back in the day that would follow through. It's, they came out there expecting, and he had a card laid out with everything he wanted to say about the movement because he knew mm-hmm. that he was going to attract a lot of political attentions by doing right. that at the Capitol. So again, this right. is the foresight uh, that we kind of need to resurrect in that movement and be prepared because, you know, people were saying to Black Lives Matter for months, I mean, for weeks after George Floyd, like, what are your demands? Like, what are you out here for? And it seemed like that answer was far and few. So I just think there's a lot of things we can still learn and try again. And if COINTELPRO try, you know, I, I don't think what happened with COINTELPRO should discourage us from trying again, you know, but we definitely need to learn right. from it. Mm-hmm. But, but, but you- uh, what, what's brilliant about that is see, so, so, um, Occupy kind of learned, Occupy and Antifa kind of learned from, the history of this, of the insurrection of the FBI, and they kind of learned how, look at that uh, that group that we call Al-Qaeda. They can just dodge the U.S. military here and there because it's just little loose-knit groups of people. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no, he- right? Like the so gorilla, it's, a sna- yeah. mm-hmm. it's a bunch of snakes with no head, right? So I dream, mm-hmm. how do you, how do you fight that? Hail so, so, Hydra! Sorry, <laughs> right? Exactly. Hey, we look, we look, fellas. I got to go. I just wanted to drop in and uh, just let you know that I, I appreciate what you, uh, what you're doing with the Black Panther. Like I said, I'm old school. I'm 73, so right. I, I go way back. And uh, but check this out before I go. Uh, yeah. You know, when they had the, uh, had the protests up in was it Michigan, Detroit, where they wanted to hang the governor? Or what was the young lady up there? 
was it was it Michigan? Right. Mm-hmm. And uh they they came into the uh into the capital with the with their rifles and stuff like that. Oh, I think I hear that. Uh, I heard about that. Yeah, but check crazy, this out though. Right? What say that again? That's crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, but check this out. You could you could go in there with your rifles and you could bear arms, but you couldn't bring a sign in there to protest. Mm, How crazy right. was that? Mm-hmm. I guess it matters what that sign <laughs> says, huh? Yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, OG. I appreciate well, you. Well, all right, and another Freedom Rain. Yeah, thanks for dropping in, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. No I heard you. you. Corey, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We got right. some mutual uh, homies on here, too. Is right, anything, right, right. Anything being an OG in the community that you want to share, like, the difference between the spirit of revolution in the 60s and kind of like what is needed or what we have now or what could be revitalized? Like, what is just your view being here for both of these periods? I still think we still got to, uh, I still, back in the 60s, I still think we still got to do the same thing. We got to protest. We got to keep the protest. I'm reading a book now uh, called Black Protest, a history of analysis that we got through it from 16, 19 to the present. I mean, mm. it seemed like that's our, that's our thing, you know, but um, mm-hmm. uh, I still think the protest is the right way to go, but you got to be aware they, they do infiltrate the protests and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. just like you say, they infiltrated the Black Panthers with certain people, you know, mm-hmm. and just like we had those protests, you got, uh, you got people that say they're for you, but then you never know they're getting paid or like you say, to uh, disrupt the protest, you know, like to say, right. you, you might have a few people breaking windows, but mm-hmm. and then they 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 focus on that part as the media, oh, yeah. absolutely, yeah, as the media, yeah. And then you got these people, like you say, if you keep telling them the same thing over and over, they're gonna believe it. Almost like tra- just like training a dog, you know, right, right. Every day yeah. you have to do the and same that- thing, and then you then you give them a treat, you know, yeah, reward or punishment behavior, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Media, great yeah. points. Oh yeah, yeah. So that I and that, like... that comes from uh, Hitler's head of propaganda, Goebbels. Oh yeah, you can tell any lie and as grand, and but the bigger the better, and you have to repeat it often. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And and Hitler was the one who discovered for his propaganda machine, put that radio in everyone's home, just like a, like today yeah. would be put that TV in everybody's home and right, bombard them right. with your side of the story. Yeah. 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 Yep. Appreciate you though. Jesus. All right, fellas. Through. Yeah. Right, like I love you guys. Like, you. like saying, nothing but love. All right. Thank you now, for stopping by. All right. All right. And Watch remember love. also, look, I remember so the truth hurts the guilty. The truth hurts the guilty. Yeah. Right on, OG. That's all. Right. Hey, that's all. That's My man. All right. All right. For sure. <laughs> yeah, take care. All right, shout out to Alexis, shout out to Jay Morrison, King Roshi, Jay Rue, and Black Phoenix. Appreciate y'all being here. We're talking about the Black Panthers. We got two in the chamber from y'all. We got a couple more things to um, address. So please, if you have any um, comments on some of the things that you heard about the Panthers versus the reality of them, things you wish you were taught in school or weren't taught, things that you think we could do better these days, any opinions on the Black Panthers during this uh, podcast, please go ahead and chime in. Let's hit these idiocracies. Yeah. Also, like, uh, how, what do you people think about our current state and what could we do to better organize, to, to unify and organize in this period of like unprecedented division, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, are, 
are you are you for like unisex bathrooms or you know you're not on my side are you mm. oh my god there's so many things to divide us mm. mm -hmm. these yeah yeah Rush. i just want to say thank you guys for actually um speaking on this topic and going it's through really the timeline over. the way you guys are going through the timeline because I've actually recently myself been going through the timeline of just like mm. melanated people in America in general. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And like when you put like two and two together and you see how <clears throat> like all these events happened throughout this timeline, you could tell that it was just so strategic and tactical. And everything was for a purpose. Like once I Man. found out about the Red Summer, I was through. Red Summer of 1920. Absolutely. Oh, and I think that's a you know, damn these summers, summer. right? We had the red summer, <laughs> and then we had the summer of freedom in 64, and then we had the long hot summer in 67. Yo, these summers. Hey, and then we had the summers of 2020. Ooh, and we had the summers of the King riots. Them summers, though, huh? What if you just looked at <laughs> black history in America or even throughout the world just in the summer, bro? That's crazy. Shout out to Ancient Sumer. That's crazy. Um, yeah, that was a great message. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't uh, know about that. What's the Red Summer about? I just wrote it down. I'm gonna have to do some research. Yeah, Red Summer is basically during the coming out of the Reconstruction period, uh, during the era, you know the era of Black Wall Street and a lot of these really successful Black-owned towns. Um, mm -hmm. The newspaper, you know, rich newspaper execs, you know, a lot of time white-owned would find, you know. They were around this time, they were putting a lot of illustrations and cartoons of like Negroid, like monster beasts trampling white women and raping them, like putting all these cartoons in the paper. And they were doing lots of false stories. Like the thing that got Tulsa burned down is, um, right. Oh, why, you know, the, the girl in the elevator said that boom, 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 and admitted that it was lying. So, anyway, during the Red Summer, over 25 uh, black established towns or beaches or properties were oh completely destroyed by white mobs that were often incited massacred. yeah massacred and um to combat wow uh, reconstruction the mayor the local mayor who didn't want black republicans being elected said that they would fill the rivers with black bodies and there would be a red summer you know to to stop blacks from you know being a part of office so it was just it was a crazy time right. and we don't learn about red summer Hell no, I've never heard of it, dude. <laughs> That's brutal. It's crazy times, bro. That oh man said God. we were going to fill the local lakes and rivers with black bodies, bro, because he was mad that, that people horrible. were going to get elected. So I bet that bastard never went to jail either, huh? Hell no. Nah. He, he was in that building with his feet up like a month later. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, we're gonna hit some of these ditties. Appreciate y'all chiming in. Let's go, Black Phoenix. And I don't want to hear. Oh well, first of all, I, I want to say hello to the panel. Hi, <laughs> this is what Black Phoenix is up, here. Black I don't want to hear any complaining from white people. They literally stormed a federal building. That is oh. a federal offense. Um, uh, uh, we have a right to assembly in the United States of America, right? But mm -hmm. as long as you aren't like committing federal crimes mm -hmm. then it's okay for black lives matter pro protests protesters to go protest and as far as people saying like oh they destroyed destroyed property or whatever most of those weren't actual like black lives matter protesters i know because right. i'm a black lives matter activist right 
And two, yes, again, destroying property is stupid. You shouldn't do it. But at the same time, there's there's a difference between destroying a private owned property and literally trying to storm a federal building in the United States Capitol. I'm surprised most of those people didn't die. And if they were black, they would have been shot on sight. Black Phoenix, thank right. you so much for your contribution. And I like how you said absolutely. She went great off. Message. Yeah, that mm. was a great message. I will say this though, is I agree with you on both fronts. I do understand how uh, Black Lives Matter is mischaracterized. And a lot of those people, like we were saying earlier, you show up to a protest with a sign and now you're under the cover of people. You know what I mean? So it's not really a fair battle. Um, so right. I agree with you. And or, you also, got, uh-huh. or you got punks that'll just show up because it's an opportunity to go raise some shit under cover exactly. of, of a big event. Right? Or so you, you got, got some the, punk asses. You got right? undercover uh, police inciting riots dressed up as you... Yeah. You've got um, yep. you got people Proven from the other side, yeah. Proving it, but you got people from the other side trying to dismantle your movement, and you got straight foolish people showing up. So you're absolutely right. right. But on the on yeah. the January sixth side, Ashley Babbitt was actually shot by Capitol Police, the woman that died, right? And so, just like I heard what Dave says, like if black folks would have done the same thing, it would have been more of that, you know. But white people, again, in this situation are, are feeling the brunt of being persecuted and have being shot like Ashley Babbitt is saying that the government is treating them worse than they treat BLM. So, but, you know, you know, you know how that you know how that's just the January 6th is distinctly different from Black Lives Matter or Occupy mm. or anything is that it was the president that riled everybody up in a speech to march over there. And like he, he riled everybody up and basically told them to do it. Okay, but yep. then from from today's topic, then let's talk about Bobby Seale in 1968 during the anti-war. Um, he came out and spoke, and then after cool. Bobby Seale left the protest, there was a riot, and they were trying to charge him with these exact things that they're charging Trump. Is they saying that Bobby Seale was one of eight people who incited that anti-Vietnam War rally in uh, 68 that got out of control? So if it stands for Donald Trump, then it stands for Bobby Seale. What do you say to that? Well, I think they did arrest Bobby Seale, though, didn't they? <laughs> they actually that? did. I don't know. <laughs> Argument has fallen apart. Yeah, he had to fight for him him and all eight people. And do you know they gagged Bobby Seale in the church, in the court? I, they had to gag yes, that I was, man. I was just going to say this, dude. They, <laughs> they bound and they chained and shackled him and then bound his mouth with tape in the courtroom. And he, and he was still they, talking. He was going to defend himself. And yeah. like, oh, hell no, you're not. So they de- <laughs> defied his civil rights, and he was still talking mm-hmm. and fighting through the tape. Yep. Yep. Bobby Seale, man. that's a civil rights warrior. Hey, right off top. Let's hit these ditties. East Oakland on that one. Let's go. Yo. What up? What up, blah? What up, people there? What up, one? I'm ready. I'm ready to come and join you brothers, man. Come, hey. come join the team there, you know? But... I might not say anything you want to listen to, but you say I'm going to kick some truth about our people. When mm. I say our people, I mean the original people. You mm. know what I mean? Abba Kush. Yeah. Woo! Not the Kushites. Kick that flavor. Chemical. Right, yeah. All right, we got Jay Morrison in the Bill I.N. Hey, you guys. I'm hey. all for unity, but with you know, various parameters in place, such as, you know, um, like you said about the unisex bathrooms. I'm not for that, but um, 
thank you so much um for having this talk but yeah i really feel like camaraderie needs to be back there respect mm. respectability accountability all that needs to be put in place again but um yeah we got to do better mm. mm-hmm. yeah shout out to jay morrison absolutely uh, lex coco hey panel um i just came in because it's always good to get a little in- education and you know i'm not that thoroughly educated about the black panthers so i definitely love this this was very informational and you know black history month is still early so i would love mm. to hear um some more little tidbits about other things going on um in regards to like the civil rights movement and black history this month that would be mm. great absolutely awesome. thanks flexi coco yeah, we'll keep that popping. And I know I know you definitely have yeah. some insight too. So feel free to um to jump on a, a talk with us at some point um about any um thing in the black community, especially see now here I'm about to be sexist and I already start talking about the women of the civil rights just because she said something like Ella Baker and a lot of the women of the civil rights who are often overlooked for their roles, which are huge. So I do want to have a talk on that. And I'd love to have some sisters join if anybody wants to do that also, because so important and also and another thing you also i'd love to have you on there because you're yeah. right let's let's dive in this month let's do it we could do a whole nother one on the new black panther party here's a thing if i just googled it the new black panther party is an american black nationalist organization founded in dallas texas in 1989 um despite its name it's not an official successor to the original black panther party we got one out here in Oakland to a new a new uh, Black Panther party too. Um, okay. And cool. Bobby Seal has came and spoke to them a couple of times. A few of my friends from high school and I like and I've worked with them in some regards. It's not the same, you know, but you can't be a nitpicky person. That's why I had to come out to the streets. Right. They painted this real the the house on um, on Eighth Avenue. They paint painted it with the beautiful black panther mural down there it was one of the original headquarters and offices of the panthers i passed by when they were painting it you know it's on instagram so i think there's still some things that we need to pay homage to and i don't really think that the government and the fbi and cia as much as we want to move past and we want to say that this isn't a racist country anymore i think the only way we can ever really do that is if we're completely confrontational with the fact that the CIA and the FBI has worked against the self-determination of black people in this country and has done heinous things from uh, political assassinations with like the Fred Hampton and being implicated in the death of Martin Luther King and Malcolm X to all kinds of activities that have come forth is how can we have full and complete trust in a government that has never come clean and has, you know, and I'm not talking about politicians or institutions and and um things like that i'm talking about the fbi and cia have never definitively um with freedom of information all they do with the freedom of information acts is just release some files acknowledge it publicly and maybe redact some things but what amends have they made for what they did like let's look at what they did it's some ferocious Nothing. crazy shit like it's terrorist straight terrorist shit. Is- they've 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 been uh, uh proven to have uh, executed bombings um, right assassinations you name it straight up terrorist activity 
And William O'Neill, the inf- the paid inf- FBI informant who um, was incremental in finding the who you know basically wrote the blueprints that showed the F- the pol- Chicago police right where to kill Fred Hampton in his sleep, and they even gave William O'Neill the sleeping substance to put in his drink that made him not able to get out of bed and get murdered that night. FBI, yep. that's that's fact. And then we can't talk yep. about we can't miss we're talking about Richard Akoy who is a, um, I believe he's Vietnamese. No, he's Japanese. I think he's Vietnamese, but he was an early member of the Panthers, the Vietnamese guy, the iconic guy with the shades and where you always see. He was an, it came out 30 years later, he was an FBI informant the whole time, and he is the one that pushed um, the acquisition of all these guns. He is the expert that got the Black Panthers super strapped. Like, Bobby Seal and the originals had their guns, but for them to have... Um, warehouses and headquarters full of guns Richard Okoye was almost completely responsible for that and he was an wow. FBI informant so just like when William O'Neill showed up with C4 with a plot to blow up City Hall why are no Panthers if they're so dangerous Marxist criminal organization why are the original Panthers not doing that why are the only people who are pushing more guns more bombs more violence see um, um FBI operatives we know it's, it's right. so obvious man it's, it's so obvious bro All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Much appreciated. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. This is a five-part series, so if you haven't checked out the other parts, do check them out. If you're digging what I'm doing, picking up what I'm throwing down, please do share the podcast with friends and on social media. Thank you very much.